Hello, this is Mona Tonchev, past president of NCSM, and welcome to the NCSM podcast, Learning with Leaders, the Reset, Renew, Restore series. Join me and my co-host, John Sangiovanni, as we sit down and have conversations with emerging and established leaders about how we can reset for the upcoming school year. Listen as we talk to mathematics leaders who can help us think about resetting what has become status quo these past few years. We will learn about their inspiration, perceptions, insights, and perspective. Listeners, fellow mathematics leaders, if you feel like current math instructional practices or student learning seems stuck or stalled, it's time to hit reset. Hello, listeners. I am Mona Tonchef, and welcome to the NCSM podcast, Learning with Leaders. We have a special edition to the Reset, Renew, Restore series this month. We are releasing five bite-sized podcasts highlighting the newest NCSM publication titled Culturally Relevant Leadership in Mathematics Education. Starting on August 11th, we will release a podcast every Tuesday through September 1st, and the final tasting of the book will be released on September 11th, right before the annual conference. Yeah, that's right, Mona. This podcast is an appetizer for the landmark NCSM publication you talked about, and it's a taste of some of the great work featured in, well, the NCSM annual in Anaheim. And Oh, by the way, if you haven't, now is the time to register. Um, and while you're there, register a colleague and uh, register another colleague, too. <laughs> of course, we want to see everybody in Anaheim. So as we kick off the August and September mini podcasts, we are excited to talk to our first guest, Dr. Paul Gray. Paul Gray lives in Dallas, Texas, and is a current NCSM president. He is also the chief curriculum officer for Cosenza and Associates, where he consults and authors mathematics instructional materials. He is a fierce advocate of PK-12 public education for over 25 years. Paul has taught mathematics and science in Oklahoma and Texas at the junior high, high school, and university levels. He's also served um, in other roles in terms of math leader at a district, regional level, regional level. He is also the past president of the Texas Council of Teachers of Mathematics. Both John and I have had the privilege of serving with Paul um, for NCSM members. So please welcome Dr. Paul Gray. Well, thank you, Mona. I appreciate the invitation to be here with y'all. Yeah, Paul, we are so excited to talk with you today. And we think about current events and so many things that are going on in our profession right now. Now is the perfect time to talk about our NCSM soon to be released work about culturally relevant leadership in mathematics education. So, so tell our listeners, how did the new series come to fruition? So this is the most recent installment in our Essential Actions for Leadership series. And that leadership series was kind of the brainchild of our past president, Connie Schrock. We noticed that there was a void in the resources we were offering our members, and we needed the publications that gave math leaders a framework for leadership in mathematics education. And then for your specific leadership role, what do we do with it? The idea for this particular book, Culturally Relevant Leadership in Mathematics Education, came up a couple summers ago in summer of 2020. There was a renewed call around the country for ways to address racism and white supremacy. We were looking at, we were reviewing another NCSM resource 
And it dawned on us as we were reviewing it that if we're going to revamp and, mo and modify some instructional tasks, we need to think about how to make it more culturally relevant. And so that's where the idea for this book came in because we wanted to give math leaders specific tools and specific actions they could take to show math teachers and lead the work of equitably teaching all students. Yeah, I remember the conversation because this, this came out of um, the work we were doing when we were revising the Great Task Book. Um, we were just going to remove some of the labeling of the standards. Um, and we had wanted to take one task for each grade band and adapt it to be a culturally relevant task. And through the conversation of the committee that was doing that work, we're like, this isn't enough. Like, like we had written an intro, we were gonna have an appendix, we had like this whole thing planned. <laughs> and as we dug more into the work, we were like, this is bigger than just an addendum. This is something right. we need clear guidelines on how to do. So, so as we were doing this, these conversations, I would love to hear from you, you know, why is this book, why is this new book so important to mathematics leaders today? So equitable instruction for all students is more important now than it has ever been. NCSN's got a strong tradition of emphasizing equity in helping our members lead more equitable instruction in their schools and districts. And that goes back to Dr. Dorothy Strong's leadership in the 1970s. She was a fierce advocate for equitable mathematics instruction. And recently, we've shown math leaders how to engage in equity work through some resources in our position papers. I'm thinking about our joint position paper with TOROS, where we, uh, mathematics through the lens of social justice, where we give specific examples of how different stakeholders can teach mathematics for equity and social justice. We've got our detracking position paper that um, gives specific steps and things to consider when you're removing and dismantling tract systems. But what we haven't done, and this is the void that this book is intended to fill, is that logical next step of culturally relevant instruction because that's where the rubber hits the road in the classrooms when teachers are interacting with students. And considering the culture and the backgrounds of the, the students in the room, looking at those as strengths instead of deficits as teachers often do, um, we can leverage what Martha Seville would call the cultural funds of knowledge that all of our students bring to the classroom with them and make our instruction for mathematics more meaningful to them using some of the principles of um, Gloria Ladson Billings framework for culturally relevant instruction. You know, Paul, as you talk, you make me think about how this work is so important. This is the most important work that we can do as math leaders, no matter what our role may be as, as a classroom math leader, a, um, a district leader, a coach, whatever our role might be. Um, and as you talk about the book, you make me start to think about things that I need to continue to learn about. What can our listeners, what can our leaders expect to learn from this work? So the way we've structured this book is, is a deep dive into 12 specific essential actions that leaders can take as they are leading culturally relevant instruction in their schools or their organizations. And so we 
pick those apart. Those are organized in the four guiding principles that are from our framework book, our framework for leadership and mathematics education. And we use the specific lessons that Mona was talking about at the beginning of this podcast to show how you can take a textbook lesson, modify it to be more culturally relevant to the students in the room. And we did that to showcase what, how the essential actions for leadership can play out when you're working with your teachers. One thing I wanna make sure we make connections is because you talked about the 12 leadership um, actions. This is an extension of the framework for leadership in mathematics education. So the 12 leadership actions are tied specifically to the four guiding principle and the 12 imperatives. So the deep dive is, is specifically extending one of those actions and saying, okay, so what does it look like when we're also through the lens of culturally relevant leadership? Um, so it's not 12 new things. It's just a deeper look into the framework that we had started back in 2020. Um, the one thing that I knew, cause I was also, um, both you and I and John all worked on this book in various shapes and forms over the last two, two years, two and a half years, something like that. And um, we were intentional about making sure that it wasn't just like, cause you had stated the position papers, like we've done little pieces of it. So how, how can leaders use this in their daily work? Cause a position statement, it's like you read it and then you, you can do a study with it, but how is this different and, and connect more to the daily work of leadership? So to answer a question like that, I think back to, I, I put my hat on, if I were the director of mathematics in the school district, what would I do? And I've been in that role. So what the first thing I would remember is that leading culturally relevant instruction is a long-term commitment. It's not okay, we're going to do this for one day in our back to school professional learning week in August, and all of my teachers are suddenly going to become experts in culturally relevant instruction. That's not how it works. This is a long-term commitment, and it's, it's, in, it's bringing your teachers along a learning journey that takes time, and culturally relevant instruction is so important, but it's also taking the good teaching that we do every day in our classrooms and customizing it to the students that are in the room. You have to get to know your students. That's, the, that's one of the cornerstones of culturally relevant instruction. So I would use this book to kind of guide that longitudinal long-term work. I would use it to guide my professional learning plan for my teachers. I'm going to engage them in curriculum work as we go through the course of the school year and then our summer curriculum team. We would look at our instructional resources and use some of the specific examples in the book to look at our own resources and say, okay, we have these students in our school or in our class, in your classroom. How would you take this textbook lesson and modify it for those students? And part of what makes this more than just one day in August type learning is because every class is different. Every teacher's students are different, even when you're in the same school on the same hallway. So you have culturally relevant instruction requires you 
to know your kids and then adjust the lesson accordingly. And that's what this book guides you through is the process. It's not a set of lessons. Okay, these are culturally relevant. Take these and teach them. It guides you, guides teachers through the process of how to actually take their existing resources and make it better to meet their kids' learning needs. That was probably, yeah. oh, sorry, John. I was gonna say that was probably one of the most powerful learning experiences for me as being part of the writing team was the think alouds that some of the authors did. Um, like here are the questions that you consider as you are looking at a task here's a task, here's how we might answer those questions. Like it was just a really good thought process, a very visible thought process along the journey. Yeah, and you know, as you're talking, Paul, you're making me think about like, this is more than just a book I read and try to apply in some way. This is a tool that I come back to time and time again to use as a source for not just inspiration, but for monitoring our work in a district, right? Making sure that all my leaders have their hands on a copy so that they're able to to apply it and live it, you know, every day. Um, I know that there's a session at the annual conference, by the way, you can still register for that, um, <laughs> with Mona and Gina Rivera and Jenny Novak, and those are individuals who really spearheaded this work to, to bring it to the finish line, so to speak. But tell us, Paul, a little bit about how NCSM plans to, to feature the work uh, in, in the future. So, we will have this book to debut at our annual conference in Anaheim, which at the risk of repeating ourselves, it's not too late to register for that. This is our, <laughs> what are you trying to say, our Paul? first in-person conference since San Diego in 2019. So we are real excited to be all together in the room again because it's been way too long. Mm -hmm. So while we're celebrating coming back together, we have this new book that, that we can show off and that we can thumb through, talk to our colleagues together about it. And anytime you have a chance to sit in a room with Mona and Gina and Jenny, you're gonna walk away richer. That's one of the don't miss sessions. And that <laughs> alone is worth coming to the conference for. Yeah, Paul, so you, know, you also, oh, sorry, keep going, keep going, I'm so sorry. So the conference is our big splash. But then as we move through the next upcoming school year, we're gonna use this resource for our professional learning events, for our virtual one-day leadership seminars, our three-day summer leadership academy next summer, and we'll have information about those learning opportunities on our website. You're also going to see articles about this book in action in some of our publications, our NCSM Inspiration, which comes out once a quarter, and the monthly NCSM Insider. So those are things you'll want to keep an eye on to see how people are really using this book and what it looks like and it's out in the field. Yeah, that's really nice to hear that this is this is the focus of our work for, for this foreseeable future and that there's all sorts of endeavors to even hearing about a session at the annual conference, which is a good thing, right? Continuing that work and thinking about how you can continue to grow um, and take advantage of it. Something else you said there that I thought was really important was seeing each other in person again and how um, how attractive that is. I know there's so many math friends that we haven't had a chance to see in person other than through Zoom. and so. I'm really excited for that opportunity, and I imagine that most of our listeners are are as well. Yeah. Thank you so much, Paul, for your time today. Um, I know both John and I are super excited to have this book released and in the hands of leaders who will use it to improve learning outcomes for students all over the world. So thank you so much for your time. Anything else? Yeah. 
Yeah, well, and listeners, get ready for some other bite-sized oh, yeah. snacks coming up about the book where we preview, you know, each of the actions, take a good look at those, and um, it's a good listen. You'll want to hear about that. All right. So just FYI, if you haven't seen it on social media, if you're a current NCSM member, you can also pre-order the book. Um, there's a bit.ly link. It's bit.ly slash capital E, capital A, four, essential action four, pre-order, all lowercase. So EA4 pre-order till September 1st. And it's only $20. If you're a member, you'll need to make sure you're logged into your NCSM member account to get the great discount. Thanks again. We hope you have been inspired by this bold mathematics leadership conversation and will tune into our podcast series each month. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others, post about it on social media, or leave a rating and a review. You can learn more about NCSM Leadership in Mathematics Education and our upcoming professional learning events on the NCSM website at mathedleadership.org. You can also follow NCSM on Twitter at mathedleaders using the hashtag NCSMBold. Thanks again.